Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. God bless you, Bishop. I see you. One second. Let me unmute you, and then we should be all set. Can you hear me okay? Bishop? I'm here. Okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you. All right. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you feel? I'm feeling all right. You had a, a a busy weekend? Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. I was busy weekend. I was in New York in the morning. Then I had a prayer revival in Charlotte um, last night. And when mm-hmm. I got to Charlotte at about 6 o'clock, uh, the preacher secretary called that he is not able to make it. This plane that I'm having. Wow. Oh, oh. I had to, with no voice, get my my one of the church mothers to doctor up something to get this voice back up and going. Mm-hmm. But I gave it all I had Sunday morning in New York because I didn't feel I had to preach again. Boy. In reserve, you know. Mhm. Boy. I mean, she gave me some tea and some calls, and I went in there. And we we prayed, prayed, prayed. <laughs> then I preached, and I, you know, grace of God, it, it, it went way better than I would have thought. 
Amen. Well, look, <laughs> doesn't it always? Yeah. Doesn't it always? It usually does when when those kinds of things happen. It usually does. Uh, would you, Would you have a cold? No, I just had, I just sore throat, but I'm I'm fine. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing all right. Uh, all right. And then what you what was the bird yesterday? Oh, well, yesterday I went I went back to um, when I was in New York. I preached. I got to get the bread. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm stuck I, right there. I got to get. Yeah. The bread. Mm-hmm. It says so much. It says so much if you, you know, can see it both ways. Well, really, yeah, it, it just says so much. Um, do you record? Yes, we do. Okay, and you have what, CDs, MP3s, or you you, you stream it? What, what do you guys do? Well, they do. There's a radio station that broadcasts us live here, and... Um, I guess it's happened to, I think, their website or something. Then we have DVDs and CDs. Okay. I think we just have DVDs. DVDs. Okay. DVDs. That's all right. All right. I'm going to have to get some of my own until I can uh, get up there. That I got to get the bread is everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's a good thing yesterday morning. It really did. Yeah, that's um. Whew, it says so much, so much. But um, all right. Well, I'm glad you're safe. Glad you're feeling better, and um, hope you got enough rest. Um, today we're going to be finishing up the last two chapters. I'm going to add these in to everywhere else and. We'll be we'll be finished with our calls, um, unless I come up with some other questions, and then I may say, you know, I can text you or what have you. Say, you know, Bishop, this is what I need. But for the most part, there's so much uh, meat here. I'm just going to break it down for the people. Um, so you want to pray? You know, I, w- I want to save as much voice as I have. Okay. All right. No problem. Lord, we thank you. God, we bless your holy name. We're grateful to you this morning. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for covering us, for keeping us, protecting us, providing for us, for just being exactly who you are on a daily, consistent, and faithful basis, God. We thank you for covering us in our ignorance, forgiving us for our disobedience, O oh God, and we ask that you continue to forgive us for the iniquities and transgressions against you. Help us to be tender towards you, O oh God, and just do what it is that you would have us to do in in, in totality, O oh God. We thank you for this meeting and this opportunity to do what it is that you would have us to do. We thank you for the success that you have already approved, for the effectiveness that you've already uh, sent forth as a result of this book. We thank you for um, blowing our minds with the sales and with the responses of the people. We thank you for doing what we would have never thought would be done Uh, in this book, oh God, and we already give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it all, for you are great and mighty God, and you've done it already. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, chapter 14, uh, living without loved ones while living with loved ones. Let me look over this, because you already picked up so much of this throughout the book. Um, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you live in two worlds as far as, um, or better yet, does death make you acknowledge the intensity of absence or the intensity of not having
Mm-hmm. Clarify. I mean, I can't okay. give anything. So, um, is it more real than it's ever been before? When, mm-hmm. Go ahead. when you lose somebody, um, is life now more real or is death more real? Or when you lose someone, does the absence of um, losing anybody or anything make uh, life more real or does it make death more real to you? It makes life. It makes life more important. And and death very real. Mm. Okay, life more important, and death very real. Let's start with life. How does life become important um, once you experience death or a loss? Because you realize you have to live it. Because you 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 now you now realize more than ever before that. If you don't live, then death is death is coming some at, at some time or another. Mm-hmm. So the time that you have, you have to live. You have to have. You have to live that life. You have to. You have to meet these goals. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to um, uh, go out and uh, have success and find your happiness and. Because mm-hmm. there'll be a day that, that all that is, 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 is over. Okay. Uh, you think we overlook that until we have a, a loss or a death, the happiness? And, you know, because I'm going to be honest, in church they tell you don't look to be happy. They tell you to look, look to have joy but overlook happiness. Um no. I, I don't agree. <laughs> okay, I don't either. But <laughs> uh, you know, just just go in there because you know I'm pretty sure your church is going to buy the book. Pretty sure you know outside of those who aren't in the kingdom are going to buy this book. So I just want to get a whole you know idea. So um, happiness is important. Happiness is important. I do feel like happiness is a journey. Um, it just don't show up. You, 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 you know, it's a journey to get there sometimes. You know, but it's important. It's important to to live in life. You know, um, you know. So, I, life is not about being miserable, and scared, and fearful, and depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, your whole time and intimidated, and you know, it's it's far beyond that. So. One thing I do want this book to understand is that even at the end of every chapter, that because it's, it's life after the loss, that we 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 bring that that life um, in the end. Yeah, in the end, because mm-hmm. you know I don't want it to be doom and gloom. Everything right. has, to, has to end. Everything has to end with yeah, but there's life after the loss. So mm-hmm. this is a very key key thing. Let's talking about life. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because it, you know, at the end of even every story, I still found I still found life. You know, right. That I had to get up from where I mm-hmm. was and make the best of this this opportunity that has been given to me to live, and mm-hmm. not to not to let. Um, not to join the, not to jump in the casket, but to live out the casket. You know, I can't, can't let what they did uh, or what happened with them then cause me to, my life to end. But it has to cause me to have to jump into the driver's seat. My, my dad is gone. So now it's, it's me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dropped the seat. And everything he taught me and everything um, that he inspired for me to be, mm-hmm. I have to become it. Mm. Okay. Um, were you actively on that path when Dad was alive? Mm-hmm. 
could tell I was on a path, but not with that consciousness, not with that that now, how can I say, consciousness and uh, like more of an assignment for my life now, more Mm -hmm. like guidance and urgencies and, you know, he's not here. So now I have to I have to be here. Okay. And when you say be here, it sounds like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I have to be here. I have to make sure that I'm uh, grounded in doing what I have to do, not just I'm here. I showed up. That ought to be enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have to be here, and I, and I gotta be it. I got, I, I have to be it. Okay. I have to be here, and I have to be it. What's the difference, and how do you know? Because you can, you can be somewhere and 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 not be who the 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 person that's needed here. You can be somewhere and just mm. be numb and invisible almost. It's like mm. you. Then you're just existing. You're just there. Okay. So, you know, you're not making much of an impact. You're just there. You're just mm. nonchalant there. Oh, okay. So is it fair to say or suggest um, that if you're just uh, existing, then you're you're ineffective? Yeah, it's, 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 it's not just ineffective. It's, it's, you're not making, yeah, yeah, you're not making that impact because you, you're just okay. there. You're not, you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just might as well, I just might as well come show up, you know, mm. instead of you, you know, having that display of effectiveness and, mm-hmm being effective and still coming lit up, bright, ready, mm-hmm. you know, for the challenges and whatever you have to do. You know, I, I I still had to, regardless of what I was going to do, had to be it. I had to show up places ready to, if it was give a word, I had to give the word. Mm-hmm. Whatever the assignment was, nobody wants to, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> hear you or tolerate that forever. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to. Right. Okay. The world is is not going to wait for you to get over. (laughs) Isn't that something? Oh, my gosh. They're not going to wait. And they don't want a bunch of excuses. Mm. You know, just in my world, let me explain. Like, if if I go to a major conference and have to preach, Mm-hmm. They, you know, if I bomb that night, they don't want to hear. Wow, he's still sad about his father. You know, a thousand people showed up. Their lives need to be impacted. Oh, my job! It was my job to be ready. And if I wasn't gonna be ready, then don't show up. Don't accept mm. the game. Are you impacted by the impact? So, in other words, do you, you know, you got a thousand people showing up, and you, you know, the Lord uses you mightily to impact them. When it's over, do you usually come right back down to, you know, the heartache and what you're going through, or are you up for a little while? Because of that impact. Most of the time with me, I'm just humbled. Like, God would, like, I realized that, I'm humbled because I realized for me to have did that, it took his strength. Mm -hmm. God's strength to really do that because I know that with the way I feel and what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. that I needed some, I needed some inner strength to, or for God's hand to really move on my life. So I'm really, I really sit and I'm like, like, wow. 
Okay. I'm like wild. You know, yeah. I'm very quiet. I don't, I'm not like, well, sitting off the, hey, God, hey. And, and that's even to today. It, when, when something really just like, it just bursts. Mm-hmm. And you see the people just crying out to God, you know, which happened about a month ago. I went out to preach in Charlotte, which I don't preach out a lot here because a lot of churches pastors, they feel in fear that I'll come preaching, their members will come to my church, so oh. I've, been, I've been told that by pastors here already, they said, we love you, but we are not doing it. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. not, we not doing it, so, um, okay. but it's cool, it's all good, but I, I did go to a church, and um, when I tell you, my, 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 and I preached um, a message on I'm better than I've ever been. Mm. And I tell you, the pastor, his wife, about, it was about a good four or five hundred feet there. It was, it, it was pandemonium. It was, it was absolute, like, pandemonium. People were oh, falling out all over the building. I wasn't even touching them. Hallelujah. It was just major breakthrough. And then after the service was over, the pastor and me coming to his office because his church is really big, so he has a guest office for preachers. Mm-hmm. He had me come to his office and sent for me, and uh, he said, listen, man, I just, I, I've been preaching a long time. That that was one of the most awesome moves of God I, I've been in. Oh, bless me, God. Mm-hmm. You, you had a word. You hit everything that I was praying that a preacher would come and hit here at, at, at church. I didn't know who God was saying, but everything mm. that was going on in my church, you hit it. You brought this place to the and change. And I, I just sat there like, you know, thank mm. God for his grace. By his grace. I'm not, I'm not, after experiencing what I've experienced, um, mm. I, when, when I'm able to show up to my assignment and and really see God move or see it done well. I'm just grateful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just grateful. Mm. That humility is sticking out to me, but I, I, I want to, um, you think losing people has a way of, um, or losing, you know, loss in any way. It has a way of humbling you, or is it that when you've lost in something, whether it be your joy, a moment of joy, peace, whatever, has been restored, does that have a way of humbling you? What do you think it's well, I think, you know, for the book's sake, it could be something like you just, after experiencing such great losses um, in your life, when you're able to accomplish things, you're just grateful. Okay. That gotcha. that you that you after after what you've been through, you're able to still, mm-hmm. you know, see some great things come through you. Okay. You, you're grateful. You know. Okay. And, and to be grateful takes you to be humble as well. So that's how mm-hmm. it really ties in there. Okay. All right. Um, death, you said it makes life more more important and death more real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into that. Um, how so? Well, um, death is real because you, it's, it, it'll happen to you right in your own backyard. <laughs> mm. It's one thing for you to hear it on the news. Mm-hmm. It's one thing you to go to a friend's, um, someone who, one of your friends who they, their relatives died, and so you go for support. It's another thing you got to sit on the front row yourself. And it happened mm-hmm. right in your backyard. And now it's your mother, your father, your okay. sister, your brother. Now that becomes very real. Your very best friend 
when when that really the first time I had a really emotional outburst in my life was when my friend died. Really? Yeah. I had been non-emotional at that point, up to that point where it comes to things in life. Everything was a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything was funny, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I could make a joke out of every, anything. But when my okay. friend died, I, um, something broke in me, and I just started screaming and crying. And believing in God. We was just together. I could not believe in God. Oh, goodness. At that point, I became a little bit more easier to cry. Mm -hmm. And a little bit more emotional. So that stuff made things very, very real. No longer just. A game. A game or something that you can joke over. It makes you a very emotional person. It can shift you. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, How old were you when your friend passed? Eighteen. Oh, okay. And y'all were just together. Just together, walking down the block, and he said to me, because we was on the basketball team together, he had a scholarship. He was graduating, and I was, you know, in the, I was right behind him. I thought I was 17 years old. He was 18. Okay. I was a junior. I was a junior. He was a senior. He was graduating, and, um, and so um, he was walking down the block. He said, I know Bible too. I don't don't think my family's not a church family just because you I don't go to your church. And we started to um quote the scripture. You know, um we were like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, making me lie and I was like, Whoa, you know, mm-hmm. I realize I'm a I'm a thug at this point. You know, okay. Like, okay. Like God. And um, we we just had a a real good moment there. We had to have wonderful moments on the basketball court, on and off. That was mm-hmm. the first time we, you know, just by ourselves. Um, next thing you know, he a couple weeks later, not even a couple weeks, the, the next week he lost control of his car. And hit a tree. Whoa, that's that just that just really (laughs) that just did something to me. I couldn't believe it. Was that that and that was the first first experience? Of having that emotional response to a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Other than okay. Hmm. Mm. Seventeen. It was what you did. What you did to get through that is it different than what you did? You know, um, with getting through. I was losing, you know, your parents. Is there any, is, was there a difference I mean, between the way you... Easier. It was easier because there's nobody like your parents. I mean, that that parents is a whole nother... A whole other ball game. Yes, a whole nother ball game. It's, it's, it was different from my sister's death. It was different from my grandmother's death. It was different from anything. And... That that left me even with a physical pain, as well as an emotional scar and pain. Okay. Lord have mercy. Um. All right. So it's more real because it's real. It's really happening. 
is really going, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, are there times that you feel you need to communicate to your loved ones? Um, but, yeah, are there times where you cannot stop thinking about your loved ones? Like you just wake up and you're like, oh, they're on my mind so much today. Uh, are there times where you where they're just on your mind so much that you can't shake your uh, not that you won't ever shake your emotions, but that is hard to shake your emotions that day. When you talk about that, you talk about living more or um, living. Just you know, thinking about uh, one of your loved ones is it hard well, to shake. Unfortunately, I don't have many loved ones left. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I, only have, I only have one sister. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, this time I get up there, I think about her, and I want to know how she's, you know, how she's handling rings and, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's on my mind because really, besides a couple of cousins, I don't have any family left. Okay. They're all gone. Okay. All grandmothers, all aunts, all uncles, one sister, grandmother's parents. So out of my out of my house is only one person left. That's my sister. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and are there days where you're overwhelmed at the thought? Of those who've gone on, the thought of what? Uh, are there days that you're overwhelmed at the thought of those who've passed away? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that I think that might be forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that might be forever. Hmm. Yeah. Um. A few days, four days ago was my stepdaughter's birthday, and I noticed I was really, really emotional Uh, at least three to four days ahead of time. I wasn't sure how she was going to handle her mother not being here, Um, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, this is my friend, just all kind of feelings, and I said, you know, Father, it's easier because I have you, but it seems like it gets harder because it becomes more real as the days go on that she's really not here. Mm-hmm. And because I took care of her, uh, you know, right they make me feel some kind of way. The highway that I had to take it to the hospital to, that would make me feel some kind of way. Um <laughs> The aha that she, you know, that I would go to for her. Oh, it makes me feel some kind. Just all kind of things affected me during that time period. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a um a, a, a talk. I could, I could, you know, almost, I got myself together, but it was just very hard. And I felt comfortable enough to be, you know, shed shed some tears when you were telling me about the whole hotel experience. I never thought that this would be, I thought, you know, you lose and you adjust, but it seems like it's something that can just hit you out of nowhere at, on any day, at any given moment, almost like it just happened. Are we to have that expectation? Well, I mean, what happens is you learn how to handle it better. But learning how to handle it better means that it's going to often come or it's going to be there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't think it ever is going to stop. It's just that in time I learn how to handle those moments better. Mm. Oh, boy. This is so, this is... So insane. How do you do? You have to prepare yourself to handle it better. No, it, it'll just teach you on itself. 
It, it, it will. You, 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 as you walk through that journey, um, you know, you, you, you come into the realization of, um, you know, I'm, I, I have to learn how to handle it better. And you'll find the different methods that you may need. You know, it takes some time. Like, give you an example. This time that I, I see my eyes watering it up, and here we go. And I'll immediately start thinking that my father deserves rest. Mm. He deserves rest. And for some reason, that, that comforts me. Mm. You have to find something that comforts you about that situation so that you, you don't go all the way in. So it, I still stayed at a place of I was a little sad, but I wasn't mm. overwhelmed. Okay. For me now, it's just a, it was just like, you know, a moment of memory and remembering him and instead of it being a, a pull over the car disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason that just does it for me. Like um, a preacher had told me that, like I had tons of preachers always trying to help me snap out of it and get better. It was going around at that point is not handling this well at all. Most people knew I had I had really been overcome with anger. I think out of all the emotions, um, anger was the one that really did a number on me. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, I I, I, I was like a ticking time bomb. Okay. And, and at times there was quite some explosions to where people were afraid, like, don't mess with them because that that boy, you say the wrong thing and you know, he's ready, you know. So mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was one preacher who sat me in my office, Bishop Gerald Seabrooks. Mm-hmm. And he said, Son, your father when he was alive, worked so hard. Mm. I hear so much about your dad every time I talk to him. He worked so, so hard for many, many, many years. And after working hard for so many years, a person deserves rest and they deserve to be able to Get away, vacation, go. For your father, he lived a life that his vacation for him was heaven, not what you do in your generation. Mm-hmm. They, they, they talked about seeing Jesus. That was their main call. Yes, yes, indeed it was. Mm-hmm. Their, their goal wasn't the things that we have today. You know, which is so so full of a lot of, you know, of the world's concept of what your what goals are. Nothing, and he's not saying it's sinful. What he's just saying is that, you know, the world has a different agenda and a different goal, and we we attach ourselves to that, and they attach their whole lives to one day. Mm-hmm. That's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And after my work is done, I'm going to see them. Yes. And that was their thing. When my work is done, I'm going to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he said, your father's work is done. So now for him, his rest is not going to the Bahamas. His rest is going to see Jesus. And he deserves his rest. And so every time I think about that conversation, that conversation, because it's, it's, that that word deserve, comfort, mm. that, that, that one word, he deserves, not that he had to go, like other preachers were putting it, but he had to go. God knows best. No, he deserves this. Mm. So... You gotta find something that really comforts you, and that can kind of sh- right when when you're getting so overwhelmed, 
you can think about something that comforts you, even if it's something that your your loved one said or what have you, and and let that start to put a smile there instead of a frown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm very, um, that's another thing I don't like. I'm just talking so we can, you know, put this part in the book as well. Not not me, but just getting answers. Holidays are coming up. Um, I'm very sure of who I am, how I feel, what I think about stuff, and I'm not afraid to say those things. And then there are times where I'm like, everybody don't need to know that, you know. Um, so I'm usually very sure. The holidays coming up, it has me very apprehensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect, and yet somehow I expect tears. I expect a, 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 an agony. I can't really cap or put a name on. It's just a, you know, a, a whole bunch of... Uh, emotional discombobulation that I expect to happen. So um, this is the first for me. I've lost a stepdad, but I had prayed for him to go on because he was crazy. So when God answered my prayer, I was okay. Um, (laughs) I lost, um, you know, an uncle, but he was far removed even though I loved him. And, you know, that didn't really penetrate. But this one... Uh, it shook me to my core. Even though God told me he was going to take her, it just it rocked me. It kind of made me stumble, not stumble where I went back to any other kind of way, but it's just, all right, Zinga's not as secure in what she feels or how to express what she feels, what she's thinking. Zinga can't anticipate her next move concerning that. So how, for someone like me, and then we're going to go for someone like you who has, you know, mastered the preparing for it, how does someone like me, fresh, new, mentally and emotionally prepare for holidays, birthdays, this child has to graduate college, she got to get married, she's got to have children, her son has to do the same, how do I mentally prepare for something like that? Well, it's, it's, this is my advice, mm-hmm. that we have to learn to meditate on life and not to death. Okay. It's very important because, see, the more you continue to, and meditation is anytime you constantly let something be on your mind. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it doesn't mm-hmm. take you sitting in a room and just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that you constantly put on your mind. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to, to meditate not on death, but life, but on life. And you, you have to learn that you have to go on. The reality is you have to go on. The reality mm. is you stuck on, she's dead. We understand that it's happened. Mm-hmm. You got to start meditating on, but I still have to live. Basically, she, even if it's, she would want me to. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta speak life. Mm-hmm. I speak life. You gotta, you gotta speak it. You gotta declare life over yourself. Okay. And you, and you gotta get life like really in your head. You gotta get, get you gotta speak. You gotta read about it. You gotta talk about it. Mm. Plan for it, even. Plan for it. You know, I, I, I look at the Catholic Church over this uh, time with the Pope being here. How do you feel about that, Bishop? 
a bit too much. And I mean, can we get excited about Jesus? A bit too much. That's what I said. That's because people are looking for a God here on earth. Mm. That's the problem. You know, people Mm. want a visible God that they can touch. And so that's why the, the seat of a clergy person, whether it's the Pope or even the local pastor, you have to be very careful because the people are like the people in the Bible where they don't want to serve a God. That they want they, a king. They, they, they want somebody I can see. I can mm-hmm. see. You know, so, you know, so they gave him, God gave him a king that day. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you want to go after somebody else? You don't want to be led by me? You want somebody else like the other nation? You can see, yeah. so, you know, people want that. So the Pope now represents like God. Mm. He's supposed to represent, you know, God, but he he becomes in these people eyes like God, the Holy One. Yeah, the one uh. without the one without blemish. You know, mm. but. I will say that the most of the other religions seem to have the right message. While we have the right message, they have the right method. Okay. And they grow and grow and grow and grow while the charismatic black church usually doesn't grow to more than 100, 150 people. It's that. Mm. Most, of the, most of the black churches, you do have those who are 500, 1,000, and then 15,000, but that's about 11% of churches. So what I say about that is they, that they preach Every sermon, the same thing. Love, hope, forgiveness. Love thou neighbor as you love yourself. They preach that hope, love, and forgiveness and loving people for centuries. And that is so now in those people that they live life forgiving, loving. The church, the Catholic Church has taken on the biggest hit in all religious movements. They are $3 billion in lawsuits. Wow. Okay? From their, from their priests being uh, uh, trifling, mm-hmm. raping and molesting boys, they have Paid at this point $3 billion in losses, and the Catholic Church hasn't taken one hit as far as membership. Not one. Wow. Not one. They're, they're, they, they came through that just as strong. They still have more money than any other Christian or religious movement. They're still the number one power. Religious movement of the world, Catholic Church. Why is that? How can they still stay on top after such a terrible, terrible scandal? Yeah. Method that love. They meditate it. They eat it. They drink. It. Mm. They drink it. So now, if you listen to every interview when it came down to the police. We are certainly surprised at, at this news and these allegations uh, from our from Father So-and-so. He to come to church here, and we're going to forgive him, and, you know, we wish him well and whatever, you know, because they move him. But, you know, it's like we wish him well. They don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. And they stay together, and they keep going. 
Let it be the black church. church you know. Empty. We're yeah. Gone. We're gone. So now we can't be effective because we have no numbers. <sighs> so nobody's going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. No numbers. You have no people number. You have no financial number. You're just here serving the Lord. But you can't be effective in your community because politicians don't take you seriously. Lawgivers don't take you seriously. You need all that to connect. Right now, the president and everybody is coming out to honor this pope because mm-hmm. they got numbers. <laughs> they got numbers. Mm. That pope could say, come to the United States and say, now I want one Christian voting for this president, and that president won't get no votes from them. That's the truth. So when you are a person that's united like that, you can make things happen, especially in your local community. When your church is, is strong, you know, then the community can be changed because politicians come to your church and go, this is 500 voters in here. <laughs> really, it's more than 3,000 people because 500 people have at least five friends. Mm. They vote for so-and-so. Now you're looking at my numbers just multiplying because of the church. Whenever a community comes together in their local church, it changes the community because the government runs through the church. But we're so messed up, we don't realize this. So we go to churches outside our community and everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And even those churches, as soon as one thing happens, we scatter. But the Catholic Church is eating, drinking, love, forgiveness. And so when it comes to my book, I say all this too, that just, just like they eat, drink, love, forgiveness, hope, when it comes to these things, you have to... We drink, eat about life. Mm. Okay. Because it's going to show up when I need it. That has to be so in you. You know what I'm saying? It has to be so in you that when things come like this, you still have the desire to be impactful, to want to live to want to shine, to want to live in the days that you have, that you can be so effective and leave legacy, Mm -hmm. you know, leave an impact on the world. Mm. Hold on one second. Okay. All right, I'm back. All right. Okay, so meditate on life. It'll show up when I need it. Uh, The same way this Catholic Church meditated on love and forgiveness and when they needed it to show up, it showed up. No, when they need to show up, it's it's their life. It's a part of their life now. You know what I'm saying? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's always going to show up when they need to show up, but when they come, it's there. You know, when I when they showed mm-hmm. up, it showed up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's them. You know, okay, let me get it to you like this. Praise mm-hmm. is praise is what I do, right? That's right. all that there's a song that's called that praise is what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Says, praise is who I am. Mm-hmm. So that means when I came in the door, praise came in the door. Mm-hmm. When I came in, a hallelujah came in. Praise All right. Is what I do, praise is who I, who I am. So mm. praise, is, praise has been a part of me. Praise being something that I do it, I've done it so long that it's become now who I am. This transitioned me to where when you see me, you see praise. Mm. Life. Exactly. That's what I'm talking mm. about. Let it be so that's, part of you that, that, that when people see you, they see life. You know what I'm saying? When you walk in the door, life walks in the door. 
Hallelujah. It becomes who you are. You know, as for the Catholic Church, when you when, you, when they come through the door, forgiveness is walking through the door. This is not yeah. something I do. It's, it's who I am. I, I, I have no other choice but to forgive. That's just me. Mm-hmm. They don't become a job anymore. You know, it's no longer a job. <laughs> right, right. You. So then that would be the difference between... I want to say somebody like me, um, this being new and facing, you know, uh, holidays or special occasions or any day where it pops, you know, comes up versus somebody like you. I'm becoming, I want to say it the right way. I'm not trying to, you know, sound crazy. But in other words, I'm becoming who you already are. I'm going to meditate on life so that I can, you know, uh, have that whenever, um, you know, these types of feelings or days come up. But you already having the practice, that's who you are. Yeah. You already yeah. have it. Okay. All yeah. Right. I mean, and there's still be terms. Don't get it wrong. I'm going to cry. But while right. I'm crying, you know, what's happening is I'm also going, uh-huh. I, like when I used to cry, I used to be like this one, I miss him so much. I hate this. You know, I just everything's negative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't believe this has happened to me. Can't believe he's gone. Mm-hmm. Now when I'm crying, I'm crying. I'm saying, but he was just the greatest person. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a great dad. Wow. Get your rest, dad. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. That, that, it's no longer the doom and gloom because that's going to take my peers into really, oh, my God, it's going to take me down. You know, if I stay there, where yeah, I miss them. I can't believe this. This is so unfair. Oh, my God. And you just, you just, you just, I mean, I would go all the way there. Mm. And that was, that's because what's coming out of me is what's in me. Okay. All right. When I change what's in me, <laughs> then another something comes out of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, 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 that will preach for you all day. Yes, it will. I mean, if you want to do some, some real foundational preaching and not surfacey preaching, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's found foundational stuff, you know, and it's really biblical because in order for Jesus to really make an impact, he had to get in you. Mm-hmm. I'll be in you like a well, yeah, in the water springing up. You know, oh. Old Testament. Old Testament, he was on them. New Testament, he's in them. Mm. Yes. In the Old Testament, you see the anointing on. New Testament, the anointing in. In, right. You know, and what's ever in you is what really comes out of it. So what are we digesting? What are we meditating on? What's 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 in us? So we should have a purposeful intent and choose what we're going to meditate on, so that we're prepared with something to show up when we need it. Oh yeah, I have something like I told you. I I, I have that he deserves his rest, and I. Mm-hmm. That that does it for me every time because I watched him work. Oh yeah, mm. and I can hit me. He deserves. I watched this man just every day. Go 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 go. Mm. One day he couldn't go no more. I mean, I still wish he was here with me. I mm. really do. Um, I wish he was here. I wish I had my dad to talk to. Um, it's it's. It's a void that is gone, and it's going to be there. I don't mm-hmm. have him, you know, and that's what's sad. That's what's sad, because that, that void is there. But, but you know, 
you, you can make it through that with that void. You can. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, are there things that loved ones, you know how? Certain ones make uh, a last request. Like um, one night they called us uh, to the hospital. I understand that this is my husband's baby mama, and she acted like a real, you know what kind of baby mama. So um, it was, um, I already knew that I had an assignment with her, and um, I made sure that even though. I let her know the truth, which I have to say was very blunt, very sharp. Um, I kept the door open. So this is how we, she and I became so close um, to the point where, like, I I loved her. She loved me. We were sisters. And in just a year, it was like, it was something so supernatural. So they call us to the hospital. And they, you know, let everybody know this is what's happening in her process. She's in the dying process, dying stages. They tell her, well, hey, they want her to sign. We go back, uh, you know, into the room again, and she says, all I ask, Anthony, is just to keep her in school. I I, I need you to keep her in school, and I need you to um, take care of her and, and finish raising her. How do you feel about the fulfilling request. Um, what if, let's just say, um, there's a request that a loved one asks for that the living can't fulfill? Well, then, then, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit more fierce and I can't fulfill it. Okay, because um, for me, you know, if I can't get it done, then I just can't get it done. You know, I can't get it done. I just can't fulfill it. That's just that's just me. Because, um, okay. You know, again, death takes us, brings about an awareness, makes you say, you know, it's important that I live, mm-hmm. you know, and if that's going to hinder me living because I really grasp the life now. Like, I, listen, I, some people go into death mode. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to die too. But for those that grasp to life, we really take it to the point that, you know, listen, I'm going to always do the best I can. But when I right. can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I understand life is here and death is coming. So when I can't, I, 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 I don't want to rush the lawn. Me, me biting off more right. than I can see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so the last chapter called, it says it's titled Life As You Know It. Of course, if you want to change it, we'll change it. And it just talks about um, who you are today. I know you've stated who you are today in every chapter. Um, I think every conversation, you've always referred back to who you were then, who you are now, what you did then, what you do now, all those kinds of things. Um, Just give me one lump sum of life as you know it, where you are mentally and emotionally, and your entire hope for writing this book for the public. I bet you know it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather write something down, not just quote. I want to sit with that. You want to sit with that? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, you'll get that back to me? By tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh I believe you I just your 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 uh 
a surety is uh, refreshing. So I believe you. Um, I didn't want you to think I was laughing in disbelief. But um, okay. All right. Okay. So then we'll, um, you'll write it out, you'll send me an email, and uh, we'll just go from there. Yep, that'd be good. Okay. All right. Then, Bishop, how long have we been on the phone today? Oh, we go, okay, an hour and five minutes and some change. That's not so bad. No, it's not. Not right. so bad at all. And then you could save your voice. I don't know if there's a music store near where you are, but Slippery Elm, sometimes they have spray, sometimes they have cough drops, but it really does help. Yeah, I got a preach again tonight, so I'm gonna have to, I have to prepare my 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 drink drink, and, okay. and get some rest. Okay. All right. Good. Well, then there's, there's something called a hot toddy. Yeah, I like them. And there you, you, have them. you put a little liquor in there, and mm-hmm. honey, and some lemon, and it works. Yeah, you can put some some of that uh um. What's that? Vitamin something? Well, vitamin Bush. C? I think vitamin C, it boosts your immune system thing. Yeah, it'll yeah. work. Well, you know what works for you. So I'm going to put all that in there. <laughs> Take a little nap later on today. Yes. You know, and I'll, hopefully I'll be able to go. Then I get up and I drink again some... Um, some tea one more time with some honey mm-hmm. and um, some halls. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I will be praying for you, Bishop. Um, thank you again. It's always a pleasure. Always, always, always. And um, you, I'll talk with you soon. Okay? Talk to you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.